This is The Hindu on Books, a weekly podcast from India's national newspaper on the latest and the best from the world of literature. Hello and welcome to The Hindu's podcast on books. I am Shoma Basu, your host today. And with me is journalist Nirupama Subramanian, whose book, Murder on the Menu, the sensational story of the tycoon who founded Saravana Bhavan, has just been released. Nirupama writes the story of one of the most shocking cases of abduction, lust, murder that led to the downfall of P. Rajagopal. The book is an absolutely gripping page-turner that traces Rajagopal's rise from a small village in Tutikoran district it follows the trail of the murder plot over eight districts of Tamil Nadu. This is Nirupama's second book after 15 years of writing one on Sri Lanka, Voices from a War Zone, where she also served as a foreign correspondent of the Hindu. With Murder on the Menu, published by Jagannath, Nirupama, who is now the resident national editor of the Indian Express at Mumbai, says she returns to an old interest, that is, the well-told crime story. Hi, Nirupama, and a warm welcome to this edition of the Hindu's podcast on books. Thank you, Shoma. Thanks for having me on this uh, podcast. Thanks so much. So let's start with the light question, Nirupama. Like, you know, we all enjoy the food of Saravana Bhavan. And uh, your flap, uh, uh, the book flap also mentions that you were drawn to their potato, varas and uh, coffee. Uh, and curd rice and something like that. So after writing the book, or even while you were writing the book, and you know things uh, were perhaps being uh, getting revealed, did you go back to the bhavan to eat again? Oh, I ate many times at Sharvana Bhavan during the uh, time that I was writing the book because I was traveling a lot through uh, Tamil Nadu, and uh, you know I would uh, stop by at various places first to check out the menu, also as part of research for the book but how they did things, you know, what was the uh, level of uh, cleanliness now after so many years and, you know, after two years after uh, Rajagopal died, as well as some years after he kind of let go also and handed over running of the uh, hotel to um, the next generation. So I just wanted to check how things were uh, because my memory of it, my main memory of Sarana Bhavan is the one on RK Salai in uh, Chennai. Our office, I was working at India Today at that time and our office used to be just down the road and we used to order uh, potato bondas, not vadas, huh? you meant you said vadas, but these are potato bondas and uh, thai sadam. Superb, superb stuff. We were addicted to it. Uh, but even in those, those days, I don't know, it was maybe 15 rupees or something. I can't remember exactly. Uh, but we used to think, oh, this is an expensive treat kind of thing. Uh, but we used to, everyone in the office used to love eating uh, there or ordering from there. No, no, the, the thought just came across. I, I was just thinking, you know, once your book is released, and perhaps in a way it kind of uh, refreshes the memory of the case. So does it kill the business in any way? People might think, you know, people, commoners, the common people who go and eat, they, would they think that, okay, we are eating at this place whose founder murdered somebody? No, it really hasn't 
kill the the crime itself i don't think uh, really kill the attraction for savna bhavan and i mentioned this in passing in the book that you know people continued to flock to sharna bhavan despite the fact that you know the owner was embroiled in this rather nasty business and through the years also uh, the business actually expanded overseas uh, they have set up branch after branch in many of countries abroad i think it's now at this point that the business is suffering for perhaps other reasons and um, i didn't really delve into those uh, reasons um, basically because it's a very uh, short book it's a book of 35000 words and uh, it was my brief from jagannath was to just focus on the on the crime so i did not really go into uh, the its present condition although that also finds passing mention at the end but now there are many competitors many um, people uh, many others uh, on the block and also chennai's food tastes have uh, also diversified if you see now you have all kinds of cuisine in 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 chennai you know at that time when he was actually growing and becoming bigger people are just starting to experiment with say korean food and japanese food and uh, chinese food and all that now it's all de rigueur you know it's one or the other kind of restaurant international food and you know lebanese uh, who thought of lebanese in chennai in the 90s no <laughs> right right so actually what made you choose this spot boiler as your second book nirupama so much of drama filled in a case that dragged on for 18 years why did you choose to write this story good question shoma actually it was not me uh, that chose this uh, uh, topic really i was uh, just sitting in my office in chennai one day and i got a call from nandini mehta who's an editor at jagannath and she also used to be um, in penguin and she and i had she had been my editor for the sri lanka book also and when she called me and she asked me to do this book i was like uh no i don't know anything about it i don't have any details except that i know he died recently i didn't even know exactly when he had died i did not know the initial and uh you know i had to really struggle to even think of the details for that brief conversation with her uh but then she persuaded me that i was a person uh, to do this book and i suddenly found myself uh, signing off on it and uh, there we went i mean that was it and then of course uh, i sat on it for a long time because i had just moved to mumbai as the editor of the uh, edition here in mumbai and i had uh, very little time it was a year with two elections one was the lok sabha election and the other was the maharashtra assembly election and i had no time i kept putting it off and then it was only just before the pandemic uh, broke out in february last year in 2020 that i went to chennai for the first time with the intention of finding out a little more traveling a little and then the pandemic came i thought well here goes the book i would, but then nandini it was who um, actually said who kept reminding me and asking me to go back to the book so that was how it got uh, done and that was how i i'm the one that's written the book <laughs> so the fact that you also accepted does it also because i i i know that you also started as a crime reporter uh in the early days of uh, journalism so did that you know calling you know of having done crime reporting in any any way influence you felt that you know okay this is a story that you would really like to 
or would be uh, very successfully be able to track and train yeah i mean i was attracted to the idea of you know writing this book and as you say perhaps it came out of you know having been on the crime beat in delhi for about 2 years or so i think and i think you were also at the same time yeah, on the crime right. beat but you know yeah so yeah it came a bit out of that but also since then i have read so many crime uh, stories true crime uh, crime fiction that as a as a genre it has it has its uh, it has had its attractions for me i mean a really nicely told crime story is something that you know you don't want to you can't turn away from it like you you start reading it and it's quite gripping and one of the one of the books that really inspired me was um, was an inspiration for uh, basically good writing good writing of a crime story is this uh, book it's very well known in cold blood uh, by truman capote i really like the way the details that he brought in the that whole story the way it was told i really loved that and um, in fact while i was um, while i was writing this book i i read it i read that as well to understand you know how he brought out characters i mean mine is uh, i won't say that it is uh, in any way a patch on it even but uh, i i did go back to it to you know to figure out some some writing techniques so it would have also entailed a lot of leg work you would have traveled to a lot of places where this uh, where mr rajagopal belonged to you must have met cross section of people could you little bit tell us about that i mean how you went about researching and working on this book you know the main my main sources for this investigation uh, were mainly uh, some of his some of the people that worked with him and uh, they were associated with him in one capacity or the other and the police but what i got from them was the um, was a lot of detail and a, a framework for the for the uh, story and uh, you know um, like i could already begin from the details i got i could already begin, begin to imagine the uh, how i should chapterize the book but what i didn't have was a uh, was a feel for the for the or where he had come from from his beginnings also you know it was over uh, as you mentioned it was over eight districts so i wanted to see where the body had been found where um, you know what is perumal malay i could not uh, i could not uh, imagine perumal malay at all uh, i believe it or not i had never been to kodaikanal before so i decided okay this is a chance also to travel through uh, tamil nadu so i uh, did this traveling to all these places that the crime touched um, including that place um, that culvert where uh, they actually dragged uh, prince shantakumar out of the car and there was a kind of a scuffle and uh, then uh, you know um, in Uh, and he was taken away in another car and uh, to kodaikanal from there uh, so even that culvert i decided i'll go and visit just to get a lay of the land what kind of place is it and how might have that culvert looked uh, 20 years ago now of course that that culvert um, is uh, is quite um, uh, um, you know it's quite it's busy in a way it's a highway a lot of trucks buses and all that but at that time it would have been completely um 
desolate and deserted so it's uh, i i wanted to see those kind of details and this is probably as you said you know that uh, crime reporter training perhaps that you go to the spot and you find out every detail from there including you know the color of the shirt and the pant and the hip and you know uh, what mode of transport and those kind of things right so i had i had that in mind when i did this traveling i went to velour i went to kodai i went to um, in fact i went to um, uh, tirunelveli district was where i went and met uh, uh this woman who actually performed some exorcism black magic uh, kind of uh, process on uh, uh jeev jyoti uh, apparent because uh, rajagopal had taken her to be uh, cured of uh, of prince he he had told her that no you need to be cured of this guy because he seems that he has entered his spirit has entered your uh, body and you need to get rid of him we need to get uh, we need to exorcise you so that is how you know i landed up at these places and it was very interesting i met um, i met so many people i think that was really the most interesting uh, part of this uh, whole exercise of uh, writing this book um the yeah and the things- i think that is that is also what makes your book very racy because there are these the whole book has this flashes of your you know crime reportage and you can uh like the way you know you go to and fro the way you describe the sequence of events so how of course it 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 was very interesting for you also to discover these places and you know meet the people but then how easy or challenging was it to collect and collate all the material because it was you were going back say 20 years 15 years yeah so uh, it was uh, challenging and i uh, did not get a lot of material one of the big challenges of course was getting people uh, to speak to me and um, to be very careful about uh, you know especially when you're speaking to uh, present employees of uh, sharna bhavan you have to be very careful approach the subject with great sensitivity because uh, you know there's big loyalty uh, for the person as well for for uh, rajagopal there's because of all the a benevolent uh, perks package that he had rolled out for them so people still have this great loyalty to them and they were very careful that they didn't want to say anything against him also if you're in a if you're in a place you don't want to uh, if you're being if you have been employed in an organization you don't readily and easily speak against uh, uh, the people who own it so these these were some of the challenges one of the other challenges um, and that was uh, uh, that i think is um, is something i uh, really um, feel bad about is that uh, you know i approached jeeva jyoti i had a conversation with her but uh, she did not want to speak to me for this book because uh, for uh, for reasons uh, that were not clear to me at uh, that time uh, maybe she wanted to do her own uh, story maybe she wanted to be the um, person who told her own story so it's okay it's, uh, it's uh, i i don't mind that but i really wish that i had something more from her own uh, in her own voice in the book for now what i have about her it's uh, very complete i mean i think if you if you read the book you there are lots of details but they're all uh, from the deposition from the court deposition which was uh, fairly uh, which was not the difficult part getting those court depositions was not the difficult part so i really had that material 
uh, almost immediately. And it was, a, it was a great treasure trove, that material. I worked a lot with that. And then I had to fill in the details. Ah, right. What about the other family members of the victims or um, Raja Gopal's family members or the other players who feature in the story? So how many, uh, like, were you able to really reach out to them? No, I uh, I was not able to reach out to uh, uh, most of uh, most of them. I did reach out to people who were close to uh, Mr. Rajagopal to try and find out if the family would want to talk to me, but I did not get a positive reply, so I let that go. And uh, the others are, uh, you know, his accomplices, the people who he depended on to uh, do the uh, do all the dirty work uh, they are uh, they are still in uh, prison most of them and uh, jeeva jyoti's family members uh, her father's passed away her uh, uh, mother uh, was with her when i met her uh, but i mean I, because they as as a as a as a family they were not speaking to me so i decided to not force uh, myself on them either and uh, Prince Ch- uh, Prince Shantakumar's family, anybody? No, I did not uh, contact them at all. They they w- they wouldn't have perhaps been so relevant for the story. You know, after the initial part where Jeeva Jyoti and Prince ran ran away to their uh, his brother's house, and the brother was then disapproving of uh, how they had eloped and come to their place. And then uh, Jeeva Jyoti's mother comes and takes her takes her away as well as Prince back to Chennai. I think they had very little contact after that. And then the brother comes in only when the body is discovered. And he had turned, a, I think he had turned a hostile witness in the case as well. Right. So how much of uh, Rajagopal you yourself knew Nirupama before you started uh, writing the book? Like whether enough uh, coverage, news coverage you kind of you read and or or was it like as you were trailing the story there were more interesting things that were uh, popping up about uh, this person and did that surprise you yeah i knew very little about rajagopal except in the 90s there used to be a lot of buzz among business journalists especially that uh, you know hey this is there's this great entrepreneur and look at the perks that he's rolling out i mean the big buzz around in the 90s was the perks that he was giving to his employees and um, as I started researching the book, you know, what is the first uh, thing these days? You Google, right? You Google Rajagopal. But I found absolutely no no big uh, uh, stories about him. I mean, he was not a person who was being interviewed, even though he was, he, he was um, a, a subject of great discussion, even in uh, this business school um, in Hyderabad. I think they had a case study about the Sharna Bhavan model, but there was very little where he himself had come out and spoken. Uh, there was what there was was a serial interview uh, given by him to this Tamil magazine, Junior Vigilan, which had then been uh, compiled and put together as his autobiography. Um, you know, I've set my heart on victory. And this is what gave me uh, some insights into uh, his life, uh, how he started out, where he started out from, what he did in the beginning, and how he set up this um, from his first restaurant and how it grew and and so on. Uh, so those those insights I got from 
that uh, book that is that was sold um, uh, in all Sharna Bhavans until uh, I think the, the Supreme Court uh, upheld that verdict. And then um, I found it in his hometown. I found it being sold in the temple that he has set up in Puneri in Tutukuri district, which is where he came from. So he had, he had set up this big temple, this Sharna Bhavan, uh, and then a, a hotel where people can stay overnight if they're coming to visit the temple. So that entire complex is actually now far bigger than the village itself. Village has got just 90, home, 90 houses. Most of them are sort of uh, not empty because, uh, sorry, most of them are empty because people have gone out to look for work and all that. So um, there I said, "Can do you have this book? And they they said, yeah, of course we have it. And I got it from there. They gave me a Tamil copy as well as an English copy. So I that was also a quite, that formed quite a bit of the, uh, of the material. Uh, that gave me a lot of material to work with. So you were also kind of en- encountering surprise elements as you were progressing with the story? Yeah, I mean, I was... Um, one of the things that really shocked me was that he was so desperate to uh, separate these two by any means, but that is uh, Jeeva Jyoti from her husband, that he even uh, decided that, uh, you know, that uh, Prince would undergo uh, an HIV test. And obviously he had, he had decided that the test would come out or that they would tell Jeeva Jyoti and Prince that the test has come out positive. And therefore, you know, she should leave him. And uh, this this completely shocked me. And then the other things that shocked me was that this, some of this crime was just um, on on open roads in in localities and neighborhoods, you know, where people are. There's there's so many witnesses to all this. Like for instance, they go to a place on uh, East Coast Road, and uh, one of uh, Rajagopal's henchmen has told. Uh, Jeeva Jyoti, that, uh, you know, Prince has to come to this spot and we will uh, introduce him to a journalist and he will tell your story to that journalist. And then, you know, everything will be clear. Uh, you'll be you'll be safe after that. And this has happened. Jeeva Jyoti doesn't trust the guy fully, so she goes along with her husband and they sit in the car waiting for the journalist to appear. And suddenly they are surrounded by these goons who then... Um, uh, hijack uh, the car they are in, hijack hijack them, uh, transfer them to another car and then take them away somewhere else, abduct them basically. So all this is happening in, uh, if not in broad daylight, in, in the open. And um, I was just, uh, it always struck me as I was reading up on all this that how did this, what was Chennai 20 years ago that, you know, no one, uh, did people not see all this happening? Uh, did they not stop it? Uh, this was some of the, the, the this was one element of surprise. And uh, the other thing, of course, was that uh, whole uh, that black magic thing, which I thought was, uh, uh, you know, I know people believe in Natamarindu and all that, but uh, to take it to that extreme where you're going and saying, okay, you, you, I will get you cured of this thing. But the biggest surprise was, that this man was willing to stake everything, his whole reputation, his uh, his uh, credibility as a, as a, you know, a restaurateur to recognize. Successful. All that. Yeah. 
his his success everything he was just willing to stake all that uh for this for this uh, person because uh, and probably because she had said no to him and he he's the guy, he was the kind of person who did not take no for an answer so um so that is what was um, shocking that somebody could go to that extent i mean put everything on on the line yeah and what i also found intriguing was like you know his one side was he was such an obsessed man and uh, with two wives and again falling for a third woman and at the same time how much he did for his employees and they perhaps looked at him as a demigod so that is actually interesting because who was the real rajagopal you know was he this um, guy with a criminal bent of mind and on one hand he was so religious he was constantly going to temples praying you know at the drop of a hat he would drive half way across tamil nadu to go to his favorite temple and then um, then there was this other side he was a very uh, good entrepreneur he knew exactly what people wanted uh, he knew how to uh, how to cater to his client his his customer base he had all this whole thing of expanding he set up this vast chain in the 1990s to the 80s and the 90s so that was there was the third side to him and the uh, and the other side to him was this he was this great benefactor to his employees rolling out this fancy perks which were unheard of in 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 the 90s you know that uh, some some employer who's running an idli dosa joint is actually uh, you know rolling out this red carpet for his uh, employees that included uh, school education for his kids life insurance uh, um, uh, you know premiums he's uh, he's paying for them and if somebody fell ill he he would send uh, uh food from the hotel to the hospital and he would put two people members of the staff on duty at the hospital all this was very very surprising to me and the even more surprising part was that i didn't read um, about the uh, details of the crime i don't think um, was covered that well in the english language press at that time and um, that's what i was saying that you know i if when i google there was not much that appeared on google search like i had to go out there and find it as a reporter right so when you were actually writing this book were you telling the story as it is or you were getting behind the story subconsciously i mean i was getting the story behind the story in a sense that i was trying to lay out a context for it uh the social cultural uh political economic kind of uh, context to that period in in chennai and in tamil nadu and uh, that is what i have tried to give because the facts of the case um, are the facts of the case and uh, there is uh, in a sense okay it's not well it i didn't find much of it in the newspapers yes but they it had happened 20 years ago uh, so my effort was to stitch it together in a in a way that uh, put it in context and uh, gave a little uh, sense of the tamil nadu of of, the, of those years so that was my effort through the book basically do you think translating this book into tamil would be uh, would be a welcome move because you know a lot of people would maybe love to uh, the local especially the local population well if somebody wants to do it that'd be great you know i i would welcome that if 
if there's a readership for this 20 years uh, later in Tamil Nadu, yeah, that would be fantastic. And I also feel that it's such a crime thriller. And as you said, the facts of the case by themselves are so interesting. Uh, I think it can also be made into a movie. Oh, great, if you think so. <laughs> I, I'll make some money off that, I hope, <laughs> if it ever happens. Okay. <laughs> Best wishes to you, Nirupama. Thanks a lot for joining us. I really enjoyed the session with you. Thank you, Suma. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Hindu on Books. You can now find The Hindu's podcasts such as InFocus and Parley on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other major platforms. Write to us with comments and feedback at SOCMED4, S-O-C-M-E-D-4 at the rate thehindu.co.in. 